Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More. Today is a very short but very powerful story. It's actually about the Semach Tzedek, Rabbi Menachem Mendel of Lubavitch, the Rebbe the Semach Tzedek. And as I have mentioned before, this does not refer to Menachem Mendel Schneerson, uh, who we usually refer to as the Lubavitcher Rabbi. This is referred to as great, great, great grandfather. That was an approximate, num- approximate number of greats who was the third Chabad Rebbe and who lived in the town of Lubavitch in Russia. He also was named Menachem Mendel. And in fact, interestingly, his wife was also Chaim Mushka, just as the Lubavitch Rebbe's wife is Chaim Mushka. And also interestingly, he was the son-in-law of the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, who was the Mitler Rebbe, the second Lubavitcher Rebbe, just as the Lubavitcher Rebbe of Brooklyn, New York, um, is also the son-in-law of the previous Rebbe. Although in both cases, although they were sons-in-law, they were also directly um, directly descended from the Alta Rebbe, the first Chabad Rebbe. A little Chabad history. Okay, so this is a very short story, but very powerful. So when the Tzamech Tzedek, Rabbi Menachem Mendel, uh, was an old man, he became very weak. And therefore, his attendant, his helper, Shamish, uh, used to take down books from the shelf for him. Some of the shelves were very high, and there was, there was a ladder uh, that he had to climb up there. The attendant had to climb up to get the books. And that's how it was. And the Tzemach Tzedek would be studying, and the Rebbe the Tzemach Tzedek would be studying, um, and he needed a certain book, he would call to his attendant, and the attendant would go up the ladder, if, or wherever he needed to go, among the bookshelves, to, to get the books. Because the Tzemach Tzedek was quite weak in his old age. However, one time it was very late at night, and the attendant was sleeping in a, I guess, a corner of the room. And so the Rebbe <clears throat> called him a few times. And the attendant pretended to be sleeping. And uh, even though he heard the Rebbe's voice, he did not get up. He did not make believe that he was, he made believe he was still sleeping. And uh, he didn't get up. To his surprise, when the Rebbe saw that he wasn't getting up, the Rebbe himself stood up from his desk went over to the ladder, climbed it up and down like a young man to get the book. No problem. So from here we see something very interesting. Although the Rebbe, the Tzemach Tzedek, was old and was supposedly very weak, but when he needed to do something, his weakness did not get in the way whatsoever. And we can apply this also to the topic of the day, which is the coming of Mashiach. And that is that from the very beginning of the rabbi's leadership, he always would say that he's not going to do everything for us. We're going to have to do our part as well. 
And in fact, in a very important talk, Chavches um, Nisan, the 28th day of the month, 28th day of the month of Nisan, in 1991, Tavshin Aleph, which was a few weeks after Pesach, that ever said that he's done everything he could to bring Mashiach, and now it's up to us. We have to do our part to bring Mashiach as well. And so this is a very important point for us, that we should not imagine that we're going to watch and uh, Mashiach's going to do everything, but rather we have to take personal responsibility for the coming of Mashiach and Geula. We have to do our part. And that means not imagining that we're going to watch somebody else bring the gula, but we have to be busy doing our part to bring the gula. And that means increasing in Torah, increasing in mitzvahs, increasing in good acts and deeds, learning about Mashiach and gula, but doing our part to bring Mashiach. Now yesterday we were talking about um, what is it that shows that a certain person is definitely not Mashiach. And we mentioned that the Rambam mentions that Yashka could not, for sure, could not have been Mashiach because he weakened the observance of Torah and mitzvahs, learning of Torah and doing mitzvahs. He told people that they didn't have to do Torah and mitzvahs. And that's the clearest proof that he was not Mashiach. But then the Rambam poses the following question. If so, why was it that Hashem allowed that so many millions, probably billions of people, think that he is Mashiach? Why did Hashem allow so much of the world, such a huge portion of the world, to be misled? And the Rambam answers, and he says, because this way, people are at least involved in the topic of Mashiach. It's true that his teachings are totally false, that Yashka's teachings are totally false, but they have gotten the world, the Rambam says, to think about and talk about Mashiach. And about mitzvahs, are they true, are they not true, do you have to do them, do you not have to do them? and so forth. And this helps bring Mashiach quicker. And the Rambam continues and says that all those people that believe in false Mashiachs, of which there are billions, when Mashiach actually comes, they'll say, aha, now we see what the real Mashiach is like. And now we see that we receive false teachings from our parents and teachers. But now we see what the real Mashiach really is. And they'll recognize Mashiach for what he really is, and they will drop their false beliefs about Mashiach. And therefore, it's important for us, besides everything else that we're doing, to also, when we have an opportunity, to teach non-Jews about their seven commandments to the children of Noah. Shevan Mitzvahs, B'nai Noah. And the Rebbe mentioned this on many, many occasions, how important it is 
that when we have an opportunity to teach a non-Jew about the Sheva Mitzvahs, B'nai Noach, we should take that opportunity and do it. And that it's not dangerous like it used to be to try to teach them the Seven Commandments. But today, the average non-Jew is happy to hear about it and will thank us and appreciate that we taught them about the Seven Commandments, the children of Noah. And so, by all of these methods of extra learning of Torah and extra mitzvahs, and even teaching non-Jews about their Seven Commandments, and learning about Mashiach and Geula ourselves, this will all speed up the coming of Mashiach, may it happen immediately, and especially through each of us, doing everything in our power to bring Mashiach, including begging and asking Hashem with our heart, with our sincerity, to bring Mashiach as soon as possible. Thank you so much for joining Jewish Stories and more.